like for our group i mean well we do have more people in it but you like, just like to forget them yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's kind of perfect for us but technically we do have more people in our group <laughs> i believe six is the number now um yeah rosaria zalara Thamor, finn although he's technically not a member yet uh navarre and yeah. then Varys. yeah yeah. Although two of, two of those are NPCs, I guess you could say, in a way. Technically. Yeah. I mean, now now they are anyways. Um, well, Varus was always an NPC, I guess you could say. He was a player character in my heart, okay? <laughs> Welcome to Arcane Explained. Today we are talking about aid. My name's Lewis. I'm Matt. And I'm Kirsten. Together we are going to break down this second level abjuration spell. But first, before we dig into the spell, we wanted to give another feedback shout out. Um, I know we talked last time about a lot of the feedback we've been getting. We got a very specific piece of feedback after the last episode. Mr. Landis sent us a wonderful email giving us some great feedback. You know, critical without being mean. So it was very helpful for us. It kind of realized, made us realize some stuff that we could uh, work on. But he was also very excited about it, which is something that we absolutely love to see. So, Mr. Landis, if you're still with us on episode five, thank you for sticking with us this far first of all and uh thank you for the feedback we really appreciate it and anybody else that wants to send us feedback be it email or comments or reviews however please we love hearing from you guys and we really appreciate it yep and also thank you to all those people who are still listening since the very beginning and also thank you again to mr landis for his constructive criticism yes absolutely I agree with all that. And we, like Kirsten said, we love to see any sort of feedback and suggestions that any of the listeners may have. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Matt, would you like to read this week's spell for us? Absolutely. Today, we are talking about aid. It is a second level abjuration for clerics and paladins. Casting time, one action, range 30 feet. Components, verbal, somatic, material, a tiny strip of white cloth, duration eight hours your spell bolsters your allies with toughness and resolve choose up to three creatures within range each creature's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration at higher levels when you cast this spell using a spell slot of third level or higher a target's hit points increase by an additional five for each slot level above second level so it seems like a pretty basic healing spell. The first thing that I always think of when I, th- I, I, I think of the spell is your standard low-level healing spell in any video game. Uh, the, the character glows or there are swirls of glowing light and then you see plus five in green flash above the player's or your character's head. I do want to point out that the wording on this is each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five for the duration. So to me, that tells me that, you know, if you have other sort of abilities that give you temporary hit points, 
like for example hero's feast or there's also other you know various abilities that can give you temporary hit points to me these are two separate things so they can actually double up in a way so you could get five from this and then you could get you know let's say five from whatever uh, that gives you the temporary hit points and so seeing it that way is kind of crucial I think, yeah, because there's a big difference between hit point maximum and temporary hit points because like temporary hit points, yes, you have that extra temporary hit points, maybe 20 or whatever, but once those 20 hit points are gone, it doesn't matter if the spell's duration lasts longer, you don't get those 20 hit points back. Hit point maximum means that you can go up to that point for a long time. So let's say you have 45 hit points, somebody casts this spell, your maximum is 50, and then you get hit, but then you get healed again, you can go back up until 50 until the spell ends. So that's a big difference. Like that can make a huge difference in a fight. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but there's been a couple of times that things have gotten pretty close and the five hit points could make a difference. So I, I think it's an important distinction to make. And yes, you're right. They totally can stack. You can have the extra five hit points from this plus the extra 10 or 20 or whatever that you might get from Hero's Feast. Exactly. And at first glance, I, I kind of thought the spell was a little underpowered. But then, like as Kirsten just illustrates, and, and Lewis as well, that this spell, it really has a lot of potential to be a game changer. Even though you think five hit points, well, yeah, at, at early levels, that's a lot. But once we get to like level 10, five ain't nothing. Well, and to be fair, it is a second level spell. So it, it, it may seem underpowered, but it's probably pretty good for the level that it's at. And it's five per person but altogether that's technically an extra 15 hit points for the group i mean that's not bad no i agree completely agree and here's a question though you you've played a cleric for quite a while in our campaign our main campaign Mm -hmm. have you have you used this no i can't can't recall i haven't used it ever (laughs) we were talking about it me and matt uh because we you know this spell obviously came up and we i was like trying to think i'm like has she used it? it sounds vaguely familiar but you know we've been playing for over two years so it's hard to remember like every spell that's cast yeah i'm i might have but i'm pretty sure i don't think i have because I, it was always one of those things that like it seemed useful but i always thought if i needed things it would be better to have healing word or cure wounds or something and then you know an attack spell or something like that like usually when i take spells i don't i don't usually take buff spell, spells very often i think the biggest one that i have is shield and i think i've used that is that the one that gives you plus two to ac i think so yeah yeah, so I've used that a lot, usually on myself, which is kind of selfish. But yeah, <laughs> like buff spells like this one, I just I'm just not good with. And it might just be the fact that I'm a war cleric, as opposed to maybe if I was like a life cleric or something, I would be more inclined to use this. But yeah, I don't think I've ever used it. I was just gonna say, like, kind of what Matt was talking about at first glance. I found this to be lackluster, but like they say, the devil's in the details. And if you really look at it, you know, closely, you realize the possibilities, the potential, especially if you cast it at higher levels. So you're no longer just getting that five hit points for the group or for the three allies or whatever it is. You are getting maybe 10, maybe 15, maybe 20 extra hit points. Oh my god, can you imagine using a ninth? So that's one of my favorite things to do is think, man, what if somebody used a ninth level spell slot on this <laughs> little second level spell and imagining what happens? And this is a perfect example of this. I, ooh, that's yeah. a lot of hit points. 
And the other thing that I uh, the epiphany that I had uh, when we were talking about this spell a few days ago was that clerics and paladins have access to all of their spells. As long as they have a spell slot of said level that they can cast, and they have access to those spells. And, and then I also realized druids do as well. And technically, all three of those classes are considered divine magic. That's true. Yeah. And so divine casters... Because of their divinity or whatever, they have access to all of their spells, which I thought as from like a lore perspective and not a mechanic perspective, is super cool. Yeah, it's a really nice touch. I will say, though, the spell is for clerics and paladins. However, I feel like it lends itself more to clerics than paladins. Just because a paladin, I feel like you're going to be using your spell slots for, you know, maybe maybe your smite or maybe other things that are more important air air quotes at the time in battle or something like that you know also aren't paladins half casters as well i was just about to say yeah paladins are half casters which means that their their range of spells is going to be a lot more limited so it would make a lot of sense for a, a paladin to just kind of ignore this in favor of something a little more crucial Plus, depending on what oath you take as a paladin, some of your auras allow you to heal your allies as a bonus action. This spell, when I first read it, the word that stood out to me is resolve. And then you read it, and there's really nothing in it about resolve. And that's because this spell goes all the way back to 2nd edition, and it granted, instead of 5 hit points, 1d8 hit points. And in 3rd edition, it was 1d8 plus caster level up to 10. But that resolve comment, in the older editions, it gave you a morale bonus, which I don't really understand that mechanic, but I can translate it into either like resistance or like advantage against fear effects. And you also got a plus 1 to hit in 2nd edition. I mean, even just looking at that, it's interesting to me because like it started out as a conjuration and necromancy st- spell mm-hmm. and then went to enchantment and now it's abjuration. So even just that alone, like, man, they have warped this a lot. Absolutely. And the other thing I think is interesting is that they basically gave you one above the average. You get five hit points instead of having to roll. Because if you roll as the as a cleric, you're like, hey, guys, I'm going to cast eight. Let me roll. Oh, you guys got one extra hit point. One extra hit point. I did my job. You can thank me later. I hate when that happens. Oh gosh, that's the worst. Here's my question. Kirsten, as you play a cleric, when you see a spell that requires all three components, like verbal, somatic, and material, how do you visualize it? Like if you were to ask someone to do an animatic of your character casting a spell, what kind of visuals do you see? Hmm, that's a good question. I think a lot of it varies. For instance, my cleric, she has warcaster, so she doesn't have to have hands free, so that gets a little weirder with the uh, somatic elements of it. Generally, I would say though, like especially with this one, with the white cloth being the material component, I like the idea of like a cleric getting like knocked down and then getting back up and having like a cut somewhere, maybe on their hand or something like that, and they just rip off a piece of clothing and wrap it around and then use that hand that got cut that has a white cloth on it to like black up into the air a little bit of gold sparkles or something come out and create like a little temporary aura and it clings to the people that it got cast on and then it just dissolves and fades like that's how i see it but i think there's a lot of options nice i like that those visuals i love that that's another thing this is kind of this is a little bit of a tangent but the fact that 
and a lot of spells do this but you know you have to choose who to cast it on because it's only three people and that's not including like it can be including yourself if you want i think but it doesn't have to be so then it's like if you're in a group with six people i mean it could be easy you could just be like well no they're a wizard they're squishy like mm-hmm. obviously i'm gonna pick them but at the same time it could be like well right i saw you steal my gold vandrant um i am not giving you these extra five healing points sorry <laughs> you have to make that decision i'm not going to cast this spell on you until you uh let me draw a dick on your face i mean technically <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> I was just going to say, this is, I, I had kind of visualized it in my head as well. And it's so fascinating because how you just said your description is totally different from, well, not totally different, but it is, it's different from how I had it in my head. Yeah. I mean, that, well, first of all, again, love that about D&D. Everybody's got their own idea. But what, what were you thinking? You have your cleric and they kind of grasp their holy symbol, maybe utter a prayer to their, you know, deity. And then I know it's not a touch spell, but I imagine them kind of going and laying a hand or like touching the three allies. And kind of like how you said they have some sort of exterior look to show that they've have gotten this spell. I kind of see it like a glow around them, you know, as you're going around and applying this to the three allies. That's kind of how I was thinking of it and as far as the white cloth i didn't even really think of like you know how that would apply to the spell but i love that idea of doing like quick like wrap around a wound or something that's really cool yeah you know that's totally valid as somebody who's played a cleric before like i usually do go to like the holy symbol thing but like when you do that for every single spell it gets really old and i just feel like when you're when you're praying every like yes your magic does come from the divine but having to pray for every single spell Mm -hmm. It becomes monotonous and it doesn't become as fun. And so that's part of why I imagine the idea of like, I mean, this is a very antiquated notion of like, oh my God, heaven is above us sort of thing. But like the idea of like stretching upward is kind of sort of satisfying that requirement of like, hello, divine person, please help me. (laughs) Or if your God is in the underworld, stretching your hands down below and then raising your hands upward to cast your spell. That totally works too. I could see that. The other thing is not all of the spells have to be prayers. If you are a nature, then maybe more sylvan inclined, and so your spells, like the, 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 the verbal components are ancient words in sylvan, or ancient words in celestial. So you're not technically praying, you're uttering words of power that are ancient and honored by the mm-hmm. immortal beings. And so whether or not the power is coming from gods or from the cleric and all that other really fun yeah. like metaphysical kind of interpretation of of D&D but at the end of the day uh whatever the player kind of wants to say that is fun and it puts their own little flavor on their spell casting I'm all for it yeah no I like that that makes total sense another alternative too to casting that I, I thought about too some clerics have like staffs and things like that I think you could kind of do a similar thing but like pointing your staff that makes me think of like I don't know if you guys have ever seen any playthroughs of like mm-hmm. Overwatch or anything like that but it kind of makes me think of Mercy because she has a little kind of a caduceus staff that she uses and it attaches onto the nearest person and heals them so it kind of makes me think of that if you were to cast it like a staff another thing that I like is bargaining when a player or a DM likes to bargain with their players, one of the things a player could do is like, hey, if I cast this at a third level, instead of getting the extra hit points, can I get extra targets? That's an interesting concept. I mean, you could also just cast it more than once, but if you don't want to spend a whole bunch of spell slots, and so like say maybe you cast it at fifth level 
and you so that instead of like increasing the extra hit points, which is super nice, That's but you cool. have a large party and you'd rather just get everybody with this bonus. I think I would allow it as a DM. If I was a DM, I think I would allow that trade off. The color imagery that pops in my head are like yellows and whites and maybe uh, kind of some soft greens. I could see that. For me personally, I think it kind of depends on the type of god you serve. Because if you're a nature cleric, I could see it being green and maybe have a nice soft, freshly cut grass smell. If it's like a war cleric, I could see it being like silver or white or maybe blue. Tempest, you could have either a soft blue and smell like an ocean breeze or it could feel very electrical and it could be lightning. Can we just talk like a little about something that I don't think we've ever talked about and Kirsten, you just brought it up is... Yeah, olfactory. Yeah, having smells with like a spell casting, like that's brilliant. That is gold, girl. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Well, that was a fun spell. Thank you guys so much for talking with me about that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Arcane Explained. You can follow us at Arcane Explained on Twitter, and you can follow me at Kirsten Geddes. That's K-I-R-S-T-E-N-G-E-D-D-E-S. You can email us your questions, comments, and suggestions at arcaneexplained at gmail.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Casting Cantrips. We also have a bunch of other social media places that you can find us. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash arcane explain you can follow us on instagram at arcane underscore explain you can follow us at pinterest.com forward slash arcane explain and then our tumblr is arcane explained.tumblr.com and of course our website is arcane explained.wordpress.com where you can see our show notes give us comments and feedback and anything else that you might be interested in Alrighty, guys thank you for listening the next time you cast aid you'll be casting with confidence bye, bye. walk the plank I mean, the script is right there. Just saying. <laughs> uh, is it bolster or bolster? I don't know, actually, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but I don't want to do it. Beautiful. Bolster. <laughs> the buff buff. You are buff and you buff and you are a bard. A Chris Hemsworth-esque bard. <laughs> We're like, oh. Is this even going to be in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> like we're just gonna cut all this the buff bard <laughs> that's okay i've gotta edit this oh f you inner doubt i don't even know how we got here to be honest we can still talk about the colors i have opinions <laughs>